Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Why Pain and Suffering Exist, Part 2. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bally, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bally also wrote, 24 books of esoteric philosophy and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Suffering comes as the lower self rebels. Control that lower self. Eliminate desire. And all is joy. In the last program... You imply that there may be some productive uses to pain and suffering. What might those be? Yes, um, there are a number of uh, reasons that we suffer pain on this planet. It isn't just um, uh, the result of random um, uh, occurrences, but actually it's, it's purposeful and it's divine in nature. And we should remind ourselves that we human beings aren't the only ones who suffer. Animals suffer. The lower kingdoms suffer. But they don't relate that suffering to their sense of themselves, uh, we're told. They don't have that controlling I complex that is at the heart of so much of our suffering where we are engaged in <clears throat> furthering self-interest, even for what we sometimes think is very um, <clears throat> purposeful and well-intended purpose, reason. Still, it's keeping our focus on our own destiny, our own objectives, and it keeps us locked in upon our own little ring past knot. So the uses of pain are that they help to, that pain helps to break break apart that sense of the separated consciousness, the sense of individuality 
that keeps the human being apart from the whole of humanity and the whole of life. And it's broken down, that separated consciousness is broken down stage by stage through suffering, through conflict. I mentioned um, last time the essential conflict or duality between the soul and its instrument, its form, what we know as the personality. That right there is the cause of so much uh, of our pain. We have a pull towards our lower selfish, self-centered nature with its agenda and its its intentions and its wants and desires and then we have growing in our ear the voice of the soul the voice of the silence that tells us there's a better more selfless more sacrificial way that is one of sharing of generosity of giving and we are always torn between which of those voices to listen to pain helps us learn that it's better to be selfless Right, and, and oftentimes when people are going through painful experiences, they'll cry out to you know to to God or to whoever, and say, "Why me?" And you know, it, it's why not me? Yeah, but it, it's um, it's it's a crying out and reaching out for something that will improve the situation, to help the situation, and that reaching out is something deep within us that um, we know there is something out there that is not painful and that will help um, and it's instinctual I think because it is it has to do with the soul's the soul quality that's within each one of us and enables us to 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 know that there is uh, a help on the other side or or a help in God. We reach out to God or we reach out to the soul for some kind of uh, help in this painful situation. Yes, it's uh, it's humbling and that humility breaks down some of the hardness of the separated self. We realize we're not uh, sufficient unto ourselves and that is uh, the first step in breaking apart the selfish ego. One of the twelve steps of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous acknowledges that one is powerless to overcome one's addiction on one's own, that it's too much for the personality, and there is an appeal set up right in that realization, that submission to the higher will of God, of the soul, that um, is a step toward liberation. So pain sets up conflict that makes us examine our choices and through experience and experimentation gradually choose better and wiser and more unselfishly. Right, and, and pain, it says, breaks the shells of resistance. It, it breaks down uh, the, the uh, shell that we tend to build up around ourselves in the form of attitudes and uh, the way of behavior and the choices we make. And so it, it we go through these painful experiences because uh, it's a breaking down of this the shell that surrounds us and that we live through. And but if we can see it as as but that, but a, a breaking, which naturally has to happen eventually if we're ever going to progress or to move forward, 
because uh, uh, that's what death does. It, uh, <clears throat> it release, releases the soul from the physical form and the form is destroyed. The form disintegrates and that's the way it's meant to be. There is something about the human experience that seems to prefer inertia and um, uh, the line of least resistance, comfort, and all of this is really anathema to the life of the soul. And conflict is what breaks up that inertia and that uh, uh, pursuit of comfort. So too much perfection in the personal outer life I don't think is necessarily good for one, even though many of us crave it, understandably so. Those periods in our life where we suffer and struggle and have loss and so on are often viewed by people when they look back upon it as a time when things really awakened, their understanding awakened and their heart opened up. It couldn't have done it without that struggle and pain and loss. And I think anybody who's suffered knows the truth of that. It's simply a law. And that um, touches on two laws of healing that are found in the writings of Alice Bailey's um, book on esoteric healing that have to do with pain and suffering. One is the law of healing that says perfection calls imperfection to the surface. Good drives evil from the form of man. Perfection calls imperfection to the surface. Somehow the growing grip of the soul awakens the resistance in the lower nature and draws it up to the surface and then, as she puts it, the fight is on. It's all part of the spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And it's a sign of progress, believe it or not. Right, and that's kind of what the world is going through Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of pain, and I'm thinking not, not just today, but on the last uh, hundred years or so, we've gone through horrendous wars, world wars, a couple of them, and a lot of <coughs> smaller wars, and a lot is being broken up and destroyed, and not only just the, the forms, but uh, the way that uh, governments function, the way of, you know, our political life, our uh, the way we conducted our lives all of that is breaking down and there is a reason behind that because the the forms that we have in that um, we live by today are just not adequate for really what's coming something much better and that's why there has to be this tremendous destructive period but uh, this this destruction this pain does have its uses I have another law of healing that Alice Bailey um, uh, wrote in her book Esoteric Healing that helps us understand the uses of pain. She said, disease has its roots in the good, the beautiful, and the true. The thwarted soul seeking full expression of some divine characteristic or spiritual quality produces a point of irritation. Upon this point, the eyes of the personality are focused and this leads to disease and suffering. I find that fascinating, that the rising up of the good, the beautiful, and the true within the human being produces a point of friction, and then the eyes of the personality are focused on that point of friction, 
people who are undergoing spiritual awakening, I think will know what I'm talking about. As you begin to awaken spiritually and become aware of the soul, the the path of growing perfection, all you can see is how imperfect you are. People can be quite content with themselves and psychologically happy and well-balanced until they find spiritual teaching. Then, with a little meditation and study, something in them awakens and they take a look at themselves and say, Ew, I don't like what I see. And that's part of the spiritual path because we have to be responsible for who we are and what we have become. But if it's all you see and you don't see your inner pure, perfect soul, which on its level, own level is perfect, you can be quite depressed and quite despondent and it just delays your progress because again it's keeping you focused on yourself. Right, and it is that uh, sudden vision that you see of other possibilities, of uh, of pure, uh, more refined possibilities, or or better possibilities that you could strive for, That and and you keep kicking yourself because you're not measuring up to what you see, and that causes tremendous amount of uh, irritation and pain, and you suffer, but... uh, until you make that break and leap forward, uh, you will suffer. And this is what Paul meant in the gospel when he said, "The good I would do, I do not, and the good, the bad I would not do, that I do." It's a struggle. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today: Why pain and suffering exist. Part two. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company. And that's the Alice Valley book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Valley. And Ponder on This contains extracts from a number of her books on pain. Uh, I especially like Ponder on This. It's one of the early books that I read, and I like it because it takes into account uh, an overview of all the different themes that you find in the 24 larger books uh, of Alice Valley. And uh, those abridgments are done very nicely, and, and yet you get the essence of what each book is about, um, thereby more or less enabling you to, if you become a serious student, to uh, make a priority of uh, those topics that are of greater interest to you, and and um, reading the books that seems to be seem to be closest to your heart. Now, uh, ponder on this is uh, available for nineteen dollars today, and. Um, uh, you get free shipping and ham- handling if you mention that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight. What you need to do if you'd like to take advantage of the offer is to send a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you need to contact us for any reason, just give us, give us a call on our uh, 800 number, our toll-free number. Most people contact us because they want a general package of information, uh, like to know more about Lucis Trust. Uh, uh, so give us a call on that toll-free number if you have questions, uh, 1-866-695-8247. Once again, one 866 
695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. All of our InterSight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. www.lucistrust.org The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website, so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And once again, thank you so much for your tax-deductible donations. Uh, that's what keeps us on the air, the contributions of those people who donate both large and small collectively uh, are able to keep us on the air. So please continue to donate. We'd love to continue doing these radio shows. Send your dona- donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, our topic, Why Pain and Suffering exist. Uh, let's let's just continue with this and uh, and maybe we can develop some other insights. You're making me feel good about my pain and suffering <laughs> at this point and uh, maybe I'll look forward to the, to the keep on going. I might be enjoying the next well, object you know, and challenge of pain. <laughs> there are people who actually I think kind of thrive on suffering. They don't really feel alive unless they're miserable and suffering. We don't want to be like that. But we can understand that pain and suffering are a part of life and they don't mean necessarily that one has failed or gone in the wrong direction. They mean that one is waking up, I think. If you are happily content and slothful, all is well. But when you start to wake up, you start to see how much is ahead of you. And that's an interesting thing about the relation between suffering and the spiritual path I think a lot of people actively begin to undertake their spiritual development because they have suffered. They've suffered enough that they know something more is needed, some more meaning, some more understanding is needed if they are going to live happily. They need to get control of themselves, probably, and control of their mind, control of their emotions. And so they turn to spiritual study and meditation. But then, as they make some headway, they find that the suffering doesn't end. In fact, it may intensify. And this is one of the strange little secrets of the spiritual path. It doesn't bring an end to suffering. Um, And one might be surprised about that. But in fact, it has to do with the nature of the way the human being develops spiritually We learn as thinkers, the very word man is from the Sanskrit manas, which means one who thinks or thinking entity. And the whole purpose of the human experience, the human kingdom, is the awakening of intelligence of the mind. That's what the human being is here on earth to do, to be creatively thinking about the well-being of our planet. Many of the decisions for the lower kingdoms lie with man. And the awakening of the mind comes through choice and discrimination and 
honing a, a better and finer set of values. And all of this comes about through experience and experimentation, making mistakes and suffering. And the same holds true for spiritual development. We learn and make better choices and choose higher goals only as we stumble and fall again and again. And a lot of that stumbling and falling is because of our self-centeredness. Again, it comes right back to that. That's, it's that little self that undergoes all the suffering. It's not the soul on its own high level. It doesn't it, suffer. It That's doesn't right. suffer. That's right. And it doesn't experience that same suffering. It's this human personality, individualized personality self that experiences suffering and pain. And uh, that, that's why in, in the opening thought that we had, suffering comes as the lower self rebels, control that lower self, eliminate desire, and all is joy. So it, it's a matter of bringing all of that that constitutes the lower self under control and uh, absorbing yourself into the greater soul and allowing that greater soul qualities, those greater soul qualities to uh, govern your life. And then there will be less pain and suffering. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing to remember when one is in a period of suffering or pain, that on some level, on his highest level, on the level of the soul, is not suffering. And I find comfort in that realization because pain can be so all-absorbing that you think there is nothing else to you except this hurt, this pain, this suffering. But in fact, on the level of soul, the very circumstances that cause our suffering might be quite appropriate and right and progress is being made and something is being broken up that crystallized and inhibited our our true spiritual nature and kept us from identifying with the whole of creation. I think that really is what lies behind suffering, the breaking down of every last aspect of our separated consciousness that makes us think we can live apart from the rest of creation rather than within it. Right. It's, it's, it's a matter of Suffering comes along the lines of that supersensitivity, which indicates self-centeredness, and this in turn militates against the need for that inclusive love that comes to us by way of the soul. And if we uh, can, I think, transcend this little personal self and realize its limitations, and there again, you're breaking through the limitations of the personal self to find your greater self. And the breaking through of that limitation is what lets in love. It isn't that you suffer and then you decide you'll try to be more loving and you really work at it and strive to be kinder because life's hard. It isn't that, but somehow the suffering breaks apart the separation in your consciousness and then love automatically pours through. Think about people you know who have really suffered and probably you can recognize that it transformed them, it changed them, and they became more loving, more compassionate. Pain's the great tenderizer and it simply lets in more love 
You don't have to strive for it. It just pours in as you break down that wall. We're talking about a phenomenon that seems to govern everything on this planet. In fact, there is esoteric teaching that says the mystery of pain and suffering is related to the very karmic uh, history of our planet. And the esoteric teaching says that there are four lords of karma that govern our planet, and their names are relationship, enlightenment, pain, and return. All of the karma that gar- that um, um, propels the evolution of every living thing on our planet is governed and overseen by these lords of karma who are known as relationship. Through karma we learn to relate Enlightenment, through karma, we gain more wisdom through pain and return. We come back over and over again to learn this experience. And that, of course, is the underlying message of the prodigal son. He uh, left the father's home because he was under the pain of the illusion of the father disowning him. But uh, it is that very illusion that drives him back to the Father. He goes into the world, experiences all the uh, the pain and suffering that the world can throw at you, and then he eventually has had enough, and he picks himself up and uh, returns to the Father. That's what every human being on the face of this earth is going through, or will go through, in as long as they are engaged in this uh, great sacrifice and service as uh, as they are, as we all are. Alice Bailey spoke of suffering as the most effective and fastest way to evoke world understanding and to burn away the barriers that separate human beings and groups and nations from each other and from the expression of the will to good. She spoke of the intelligent recognition of the uses of pain and suffering That doesn't mean I don't think that we should cultivate circumstances that will cause us pain and suffering. Only the soul can judge when it's appropriate that we suffer. But I think that is kind of implied in that old platitude that God never gives us a burden too great to bear. The suffering that we have is always in just proportion to what our soul determines that we need. But in any case, whether we are suffering or not, we're told... Alice Bailey said to cultivate happiness knowing that depression is often focused on an over morbid investigation of motive and undue sensitiveness to the personal separated self happiness she said is based on the confidence in the God within on a just appreciation of time and a forgetfulness of self take all the glad things that may come as trust to be used to spread joy, she said, and rebel not. Suffering comes as the lower self rebels. Control that lower self, eliminate desire, and all is joy. Again, as we began our discussion, it sounds so simple, but really the greatest spiritual truths are simple. Not easy, but they are simple and clear. Control the lower self, eliminate desire and clinging, as the Buddha told us, and all is joy. 
Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. It contains extracts from a number of her books on pain. It's available for $19, free shipping and handling. If you mentioned that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight, what you need to do to take advantage of this offer on the Alice Bailey book, ponder on this, is send a check or a money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005, and ask for ponder on this. You have been listening to Inner Sight, and now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?